This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey, everybody, welcome to Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I am joined today by Jason Inman. Jason, welcome to yeah. the show, man. Thank, Thank you, man. I'm so excited to be back. Elseworlds Exchange is one of my favorite, if not, I think, you know what, it's my favorite. I'm going to say it right now. Why not? Next time. It's my, it's my favorite comic book show on the internet, man, so I'm happy to be back here. Well, I'm, well you're one of my favorite, you know what, I'm going to say it, favorite guests we've ever had on the show. Uh, look at you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but Jason, listen, uh, you, not only are you uh, very knowledgeable in comics, uh, but you also work on them yourself. You make them yourself. You have also produced a uh, celebrated series, uh, Jupiter Jet. There's another installment coming, and I want you to just tell everybody all about it because I'm really hyped about it, and I want them to go get it uh, as soon as they can. Yeah, thank you, dude. Uh, yes, I write and co-write um Jupiter Jet, which is a Ringo-nominated all-ages adventure comic published through Action Lab uh, with my wife, Ashley Victoria Robinson. And we're coming back with a sequel because the one thing that we've been asked about for the last two years has been, when is Jupiter Jet coming back? When is Jupiter Jet coming back? Because if you read Volume 1, there was a heck of a huge cliffhanger, which I will not spoil here. No. But uh, it's called Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. It's going to be live on Kickstarter about now. Should be live. You go there right now to jupiterjetcomic.com. And uh, basically, now Jupiter Jet is 17 years old. In the first story, she was 16. We age her up each year. Um, and she's been keeping her city safe for about the last year. Her flying skills are unmatched. And the city loves her. She, you know, they're her, she's their favorite hero. But she's yearning to do a lot more. She wants to soar across the solar system. She wants to free the human race from the alien race called the Praetors, which are her nemesis. And not even her little brother, her sidekick's discovery of a long-forgotten radio, can change her mind. She just yearns to do more, man. But then this mysterious black flyer shows up who also has a jetpack, oh. and it threatens her world. And she finds out that even though she's the best hero in Olympic Heights, her city, she may not be the best hero in the solar system. Oh, man. That's fun. So, yeah. yeah so she has to find out. Exactly, exactly. So she has to discover that, you know, it takes more than just putting the jetpack on your back to be a hero. And we're going to expand her world. And uh, we're very excited by this story. And we're rejoined by our amazing artist, Ben Matsuda. And... Um, our amazing colorist, uh, we have a new colorist in this book, Liz Kramer, who uh, worked on Going to the Chapel. Ooh. And then the wonderful best letterer in comics, Taylor Esposito, is joining us again. And we have a lot of great rewards over on our Kickstarter. And um, because we're doing it through Kickstarter, because even though we're, this book will be published through Action Lab, independent comics cost money. And independent comics are all about love, because any book that's not made through Marvel and DC, basically the writer or the artist has to create the living wage that all the other collaborators uh, need to survive. Like, yeah. you know, Ben, our artist, has to spend eight hours a day every single day drawing all five issues of this book. He can't do any other jobs if he's working on this book. So we want to make sure that Ben can pay his rent. And that's the reason why we go to Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No, comics are expensive, so. man. Self-published uh, and 
independent published comics are don't get in the game if you're trying to make money. You're just doing it because they're you love yeah, them. They're, they're, they're true labors of love. And right. we want Jupiter Jet to continue. We had so much fun on the first one. Everybody out there loved it. I mean, the Ringo Awards nominated us for it. Um, and we want to do five volumes. This, so this would be volume two of the Jupiter Jet saga. Yeah. Um, with the idea that we want to take Jackie, our main character who's Jupiter Jet, all the way to when she's 21. And we have a lot of great rewards over there. We have a lot of great perks. Uh, because we're so much about educating about comic books. Um, we love doing script reviews. So if you're out there, you're listening to this, you're like, I want to make my own comic book, then you can have your comic book script or your screenplay, the first 20 pages of it, read by some professionals, including uh, David M. Bohr, who wrote IDW's Canto. Um, and then the big one is we have Joseph Malozzi, who is the creator of Dark Matter, and he's an executive producer on Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and Stargate Universe. Nice. So, like, that's one you can get. And then we have a couple, uh, if you're an artist, we have, like, Mitch Garrods uh, from Straight, the upcoming Strange Adventures is going to do some portfolio reviews. Yeah. Uh, Steve Lieber is going to do a portfolio review for us. We have all kinds of stuff like that, in, including cool stuff like a print from Nicholas Scott, a print from John Boy Myers, and then, you know, you can get cameos. You can buy a cameo to be in Jupiter Jet. But anyways, enough jibber-jabber. Um, <laughs> I love this comic book. I hope you guys love this comic book. Um, it's an all age. We, we're trying to make the comic books that anybody can read. The four-year-old and your 94-year-old grandma. <laughs> they can both enjoy it. It's all, when I say all ages, it's not dumb. No. It's all ages in terms of fun. So, Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio should be on Kickstarter right now. JupiterJetComic.com. It's down in the description. Go click on that link. It's all over my Twitter at Jawin, and uh, I hope you come along. That's right. Uh, yeah, and definitely uh, check the description because it's the first link you'll find, and there's a lot more goodies down there, too. Check it out. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so Jason, um, number one, congratulations on working on this book because not only is it fun and great, but also it's it's an expression of who you are, and you know, it's a, it's a thing you can hold in your hands. It's just yeah, incredible. man, it's important. Um, Thank you, dude. No problem. We're going to talk about uh, DC and what they're doing in the near future. Something you can't uh, hold in your hands. That's right. Something that's ethereal. Something that's uh, <laughs> in, in, tangential. It's over there. Uh, but it will yeah. be here shortly. Uh, that's right. 5G is coming. And no, we're not talking about the uh, the signal on your phone, uh, apparently. We're talking about... Not for everybody the, yet. That's right. Uh, we're talking about this, uh, this initiative, this new period in DC that they've been teasing that uh, cropped up a couple of times in books you wouldn't have expected. Like, uh, it came up in Doomsday Clock, as a matter of fact. Um, they, they tease the 5G period. And what is 5G? What's that all about? Um, well, if you read Bleeding Cool, uh, they've been talking about it since at least December. Uh, <laughs> they apparently know all of it. Apparently. And they apparently have all this information, which <laughs> we can either confirm nor deny. I, you know, no. Uh, but we thought we'd go down the list of, like, all the stuff they've kind of teased and talked about um, what it means and whether or not that's, like, a really, uh, like, a, a, an exciting position for DC to, to be going in. Because DC's made a lot of interesting decisions over the last couple of years. And yeah. I kind of dig some of them. You know, like, I loved Rebirth. I think a lot of people were on board for Rebirth. Um, Rebirth, man, is is solid. I Weirdly, I kind of think Rebirth might be one of my favorite DC periods. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Now, here's a question for you about Rebirth. Would it feel as exciting if New 52 didn't happen? Oh. Because I think you it's know, a reaction, okay. you know? Let's think about this. What if Rebirth 
yeah. was the thing that happened in 2011, right. not the new 52. Okay. Uh-huh. What what if let's let's just you know go into our mind box here sure, and let's yeah. think about what if um, they had rebooted all the titles back to one? That was I think you had to do that. I think you had to reboot all the titles back to one. Well, I think financially um, speaking, they the, no one will agree that was a bad idea. <laughs> yes, uh, and I think digital comics was the great idea as well. Yes. Day and date digital, which DC spearheaded. Um, you know, I think it would have been. I think it, it, without the new Fifty Two, I think Rebirth would have had the same effect. Like, like I really do. Because imagine, like, um, you know, you're reading DC Comics in 2011. In 2011, Superman and Lois are married, but they don't have a son. And what if in the reboot they were like, no, they do. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you'd be like, what? You know, like, because to me, that was the exciting thing about Superman Rebirth was that like, oh, Superman has a kid, man. Yeah. That's like emblematic of the Rebirth era. I mean, like people would like to talk about Wally West being kind of like the representation of Rebirth. But I think it's Mm. John. I think John's the avatar of Rebirth. It's the super son. I read. Yes. It's the super family, which, by the way, uh, CW, uh, I know you're watching right now. You should call that show Superman family, not Superman and Lois. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, please use that title. Superman Family. Not only was that a book, but yeah. also Superman and Lois sounds too much like Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. It does, and you don't need to draw parallels to that. Um, although I will nope. say, I think Terry Hatcher best on screen Lois Lane. Uh, I'm I'm an Erica Durant's dude. Oh yeah, she's fair. But Terry Hatcher's like strong. She's a strong actress. She's one of my favorites. Um, I was just like, wow, like she's just that attitude, wit, the haircut, it all worked. Do you think do you think we needed like the quote unquote darkness of the new fifty two to really make DC Rebirth an impact? Yes. How, how did, how oh, did, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think I think Rebirth is it's funny because re, DC's kind of just been reacting, like as opposed yes. to making strong like decisions. It's kind of like just like, mm-hmm. oh, what are they doing? Like New Fifty Two is a reaction to the like comic book sales not doing well and, and them being like, Let's make some money. Let's figure out how we can like make Mm -hmm. dc relevant put them back on the map so to speak despite the fact that like and everybody always says this and i always say it but it's funny how like i'm always proven wrong where i'm like batman superman wonder woman they're they're three of the like five most popular superheroes of all time anywhere they're the avatars that represent the superhero why don't they sell and it's like yeah new 52 is a great reaction that says like hey that's a good question. Why not buy them right now and find out? Because like, here's some, here's, here's a new direction and we're going to start at zero. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it, again, it's like a reaction to sales. And so new 52 darkness and, and, and it's the other problem was, of course, they got away from themselves. No, no structure, no, no roadmap. You got to have a roadmap. You got to yes. have a plan. And I think with rebirth, not only was it a great reaction to new 52, um, being like, let's bring in some optimism, some, some, some excitement, some continuity. Uh, but it's also, a plan there was i think i think there was a plan in in place for re, for rebirth where they're like rebirth is going to go in this direction and then it's going to make a hard left into doomsday clock and then we're going to do this now the problem i think though with that is that you know doomsday clock i mean here's the thing yeah. we knew right from the very beginning when they named doomsday clock <laughs> i love gary frank i think he's one of the best artists out there he is not a monthly artist. And we knew right out the gate, I knew right out the gate from issue one when, um, I remember when I interviewed Jeff Johns at New York Comic Con when they announced, when they showed the first issue of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew right out the gate, because I asked him, I was like, how far ahead is Gary? And he was like, Gary's drawn issue four. And I was like, this book's going to be light. 
like this book's gonna be so late you need he's he, he needs to be on issue eight right <laughs> that's fair well at the same time i'm like man when they announced doomsday clock i'm like so how long has this been written it's had to have been written at least a year right and if it's a year you know you're gonna get gary frank on board because it's jeff john's like one two punch yeah it, it's it's a dream team and also having now completed doomsday clock you look at gary frank's art and you're like thank god because I don't know anyone else who would have really slam dunked this book the way he did. That's also the strength of Doomsday Clock, I think. Oh, absolutely. It's Gary Frank Sar. That, that's the best thing in that book. It's like 60-40, 50-50. Like, it's not even, it's not like one or the other. It's, the, the yeah. art in that book is second to none. Um, mm. It's one of the, it, 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 it's one of the best looking DC comics of the last several years. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, like, you got a year at least of this plan, you have Gary draw that now and just pay him out of pocket. You're Jeff Johns. You could afford it. You know yep. what I mean? It's like, uh, it reminds me actually, I was reading. Don't even solicit the, the book. book. No, until, that's what I'm saying. Until it's done. Keep it down. Because yeah. what, what are they going to do? What's DC going to do? Not publish it? You have, you, have, you have 11 or 10 issues of a 12-issue series that mm -hmm. brings Watchmen in the DC universe and irrevocably changes the status quo, but for the better? And they're not going to publish it. Well, then all the, all you do is slap a black label sticker on it, and you're ready yeah. to go. The, the last thing, the the, the the last thing I I want to say because there's a, there's an aspect of five G I really want to talk about. Yes, I, I yes, really want to uh, get to. The last thing I want to say about Doomsday Clock is is that do you remember that weird period? We had this weird period when Doomsday Clock first delayed. Yeah. And they were talking to other writers, and I think it was like right as Bendis was coming to DC. Yes. And there were all these interviews, and they were like, where will this lead? Where will this do anything? And there is, it was even Tom King and Batman. They were like, where will this go? Yeah. And their answer was, well, Doomsday Clock will eventually answer that. Yes. And you were like, guys, we can't exist in this weird limbo time. Right. Like, we can't be kicking can't. the can down the road. And I know that they weren't. Like, the fact. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'll put this out there. I, I have no information on this at all. I have no confirmation on this. This is just a feeling that I get from reading the books. Yes. There is no way in heck that the Legion of Superheroes that we are currently seeing in Legion of Superheroes was going to be the same Legion two years ago. No, because absolutely not. Because you can just look at how Jeff Johns was introducing like Saturn Girl and things over here and things over here. Like, so, like, I actually was surprised when I was reading Doomsday Clock and I saw the Bendis Legion. I was like, whoa, this is not where you were going at all. Like, this is, you were suggesting that these were the actual Legion and they were lost through time because of Dr. Manhattan and stuff. But we saw Bendis Legion in there and that the Legion that we've been seeing since Rebirth are remnants of an old timeline somehow? Hypertime? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was just trying, I think it was just trying to, like, mitigate the delays and i think it's also just kind of like so like it, it's bendis being bendis man it's it's if you're a superstar writer if you're brought on board you're not gonna go like oh hey listen don't do whatever you were gonna do or whatever you want to yes. do because so and so over here we regard them as much as you right i mean remember mm -hmm. when uh final crisis came about and grant morrison was like please whatever you do i'm leading up to final crisis please whatever you do don't use the new gods just don't use the new oh, gods yeah and then what do they do, like, two, three months before the Final Crisis launched? Death of the New Gods. Death of the New Gods. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And if, you, if they're, if they're <laughs> willing to... That step book is so bad. I know. I, know. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, thankfully, nobody cared. But at the same yeah. time, like, but what if it was a breakout success? They would be like, well, I guess we'll just... Because it wasn't like they were going to tell Grant Morrison no. So they were just going to be this, this, this contradictory book. Yeah. 
Um, but if they're willing to if they're willing to screw over Grant Morrison, then no one is untouchable over there. So, in terms of five G, yes, there's one there's one thing that I'm super excited about. Okay, and I want them to publish this in a giant book or a giant poster because when they announced this one thing, I was like, or when they, they, this is actually one of the few things they've announced: the timeline. The timeline is essential. The DC timeline, because like I have been saying, it's funny, and I even said this in the building when I worked at DC, and I said this to many people. I even think I said it to Dan DiDio once or twice. Um, I was like, this was in the New 52, this was pre-Rebirth, and I, I said to him, I was like, we need a who's who in the DC universe. Yeah. Like, we need this. Like, like a as a comic fan. Or something that just tells you yeah. where everybody is. Yeah. Is that the DC version of Who's Who? Is that's it Secret right. Origins? That's it. Secret okay. Origins was the DC book. I have several yeah. issues that, like, literally, I remember being a They're kid so and being like, I wonder what the story is with so-and-so and what's his, you know, what's his name? And I have a Secret Origin that literally is like, here's a four-page rundown of who they are, where they were, and what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, because thank like, you. Yeah, because I like when they, you can see there's those videos out there where Dan is in front of a poster of some type, and it looks like that's their timeline. And you can see the like little thumbnails for the captions and, or the, for the events, the yeah. comic book events. Um, I, I want to publish that. Let us see that because I think that's cool. I think it's something all of us have been asking for for a long time. But there's also a downside with that because the other rumor that is out there is that all of our main DC heroes are going to be aged up. We're sort of going to do a, instead of a one year later, like DC did after Infinite Crisis, we're going to do maybe a 10 years later? Yeah. Or something. Like, so now Superman and Batman are going to be like 55. Right. They're going to be old men. That's something I don't know. I don't know if I want a time jump. Like when, I, I don't, what do you think about this? It's funny because it's, it sounds like, because I remember hearing a lot of like, not rumors, but more like, when you read New 52, they're like, clearly our bread and butter are the main heroes and we got to make them young and relevant and hip, right? That's, yep. what, that's what every big two publisher is chasing. The got to give them battle armor. Yeah, got to give them like puffy neck, <laughs> necks and like a little piping and, you know, but yep. make, them, make them young, make them relatable and, you know, re reset their timelines, make them younger. Uh, get like marginalized sidekicks because they make them look older, right? Mm -hmm. And now it looks like they're embracing the actually Batman. If we were just to 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 to, uh, to assume that Dick Grayson is twenty five, which I'm sure he's actually older, but let's assume it's twenty five. My, My perfect, perfect Dick Grayson, Grayson is thirty years old. He has to be. He's at least as old as Peter Parker. Who should my my brief yeah yeah my my, my brief argument for that is is that. that I think, I think Dick, Dick should spend more time with Batman than any of the other Robins. Right. And, and for, for me, me, I think Dick is with Batman from like 10 to 20. Yeah. Or like, like 8 to 18. Like, like to me, Dick spends a decade. I, and I apologize for interrupting you. No, no, not at all. No, no, no. This, that's the show. <laughs> um, but okay, so so you think your, your Dick is 25. Right. Well, at least 25. Okay. Like he's got to be... He's got to be a man who can pay his own taxes, right? Like, so it's like, yes. but, but Dick Grayson, if, and if he's 25, then that means that Bruce has got to be at least 40. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny, funny, dude. We, uh, we should have you on for one of these. Um, we did one of these on Geek History Lesson, my podcast, yeah. on Apple Podcasts, everybody. Um, gotta do the plugs. Right. Of course. People complain about them. You gotta do the plugs. Yeah. APP. Always Sal, what's your Twitter? Uh, Sal says what? See, there you go. Plug it out there, baby. Um, Anyways, uh, 
we did an episode called uh, our. It was our Batman chronological timeline. Oh, that's and we did this episode. It was requested. It was requested by a fan, and it was actually it was a fun episode to do, but it was actually super hard. Right. So the i the idea was track Batman's entire history in real time. Yeah. And our conclusion was, and it was funny because uh, me and my co-host actually made Batman the exact same age. Yeah. Okay. In our chronological timeline, in current DCU time, Batman's forty-five. Right. There, and we like and and it's funny because I gave I gave Dick Grayson like ten years being Robin. Yep. I th- I think I started Bruce at twenty five. Okay. Like I was like he I was like year one is Bruce is twenty five because there's a lot of stories out there where sometimes Bruce goes to college. Yeah. But also I was I was very like well Batman needs like eight seven or eight years out in the world training. Yeah, exactly. No, he needs you know because when he leaves, it's not like Bruce comes back to Gotham. Goes to the, you know, goes to the alley, gets stabbed by a hooker, and then like, you know, and then leaves again and keeps training. Like he gets all the information he needs overseas, all yep. in one like kind of collegiate shot. And, and people also thought that he was dead, so right. he has to be gone for quite a bit of time. So, and I, I think I think we gave like Dick ten years. I think we gave like Jason had one one year before would, he was dead. I would give him one because it's supposed to yeah. be a mistake. The whole with Jason Todd, he's a mistake. Mm. And, and then I think, I think we, we gave, gave Tim, Tim like five years. I'll give him five. I give him three. Um, like, and, and so, yeah. And so our in our end ages, I think, I think we made like Nightwing was 30. Yep. Jason Todd was like, I think 25. Okay. And then we made Tim Drake. He had just turned 20. Mm. Um, so like he was just, cause like, I like the idea that he's sort of in his teenage years, but like he's inter- he's adultish. Yes. Um, and then, and then I think we made Damien's 13. So, because so, that's, that's the other tracker is you have, have to figure out, like, like when, when was Damien born? <laughs> yeah. And you the know, and, thing is complicated because, like, he's not real. he's not even technically a conventional birth. So the reality is, like, you can, you can always, that's the thing you can funge with Damien. Well, they, they put that in there to explain the timeline shenanigans, which I'm fine with. But to me, I'm like, no, he was, like, I don't like this idea that Damien's sort of, like, an advanced genetic clone. Right. I, I like, hate uh-uh. that idea, too, but... For me, like I, I my my eyes glaze over whenever you bring up Damien anyway, because I'm like Damien's yeah. a usurper. Get him out of here. Um, oh man, I I I, I love Damien just, just because of Grant Morrison's Batman, Batman and Robin run, right? Uh, where you flipped it, Happy Batman, uh, uh, Angry Robin, but um, uh, Damien's gonna be our Robin for the foreseeable future. So buckle up. Oh, I know. Um, I'm I'm in the well, I'm in the minority. Uh, trust yeah, because he's he's been around over ten years now. But anyways, um, so let's just let let's go with that. Let's say. Batman is or 45, 40. Right. So we're going to, if you jump him to 55, then that means all the other characters are jumping 10 years, which would make Damien 25 or 24, 23. And it would make Dick Grayson in his 40s. Right. Um, and then Superman, if you're like, let's say like we equate, I think uh, Batman's a little bit older than Superman. Yeah. Um, but even so, still, like, even if they were the same age, the only one you have to really measure is Lois's age, right? The people that they love, the people that they're with. Yeah. So this, this means, means Lois is now in her 50s. 50s. Yeah. You yeah, know, this means because, you know, you track your appropriate age. Because John would be now, well, I don't know with the whole age up thing they did. Because well, now, now like, like, like 15. Is he 17 now? So he'd be 27. So he'd be 27. Yeah. He'd be 27. He'd be 
basically what his dad is kind of now, what his dad is in year one. That's sort right. Of. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I will say the one thing I do like about this timeline that has been hinted out there. Yeah. Um, I like it and I hate it at the same time. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about the idea of Wonder Woman being the first superhero in the DC universe. Yeah. Now, because they're going to take the movie origin, basically. They're going to say she was in World War One. Yes. And then when World War II came around, I guess they're, they're going to say that she maybe inspired the JSA and then she came back. Exactly. Because I know that like uh, they want to say, they want to retcon in the JSA, mm. or at the very least establish JSA is a thing, it was a thing, it existed in World War II. And, of course, Wonder Woman was a founding member of the JSA, so like, what is she going to do there? Uh, mm -hmm. And it would actually be a great way of cleverly retconning out that she was the secretary and instead making her a founding member. It'd be actually really cool yeah. if she formed the JSA. Yeah. Uh, and that she's like she's like a like a steward of each super team as they go through the I, ages. I like that, dude. I kind of like that. Right? Like the idea that like maybe in like a retconning that like Wonder Woman found Batman and Superman and brought them together, which is Yes. Yeah, which is an idea by the way that I've only seen recently in Superman Year 1 from Frank freaking Miller. So if Frank mm -hmm. Miller can have that idea you know, it's, it's, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad one. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not opposed to that idea. I kind of like that idea yeah, to be I'm honest okay with you. And yeah, I'm okay with that. Like that's the one thing about this timeline that I think is pretty cool. Um, so I know you have a giant list of other stuff. You want to dig into some of the other stuff? Cause they talk about how, like, what does 5g even mean? And it means that like, based on, if you're connecting it to the DC timeline that is being written now, that, Really, it's not a timeline of what's happened so far. Like, it's not like a timeline of now. It's a timeline yes. of what's been happening in all the generations, or Gs. So, you got G1, which is 25 years. You know, like, year one, we're going to establish with Krypton exploding, and then we're going to go from there. And, like, each year has a seminal moment that also encompasses what has actually happened in, a, in like, all of DC continuity, but... You know because it's the same people who did New 52 and Rebirth and pre-New 52, everything before mm -hmm. that, that, like, they're going to muck with that, too. But, like, we got Sergeant yep. Rock, we got the JSA, we got Dinah Lance, Clark Kent, Alfred, um, all that stuff. Like, year 14 of G1, supposedly, is Alfred Pennyworth is hired by the Wayne family. Like, that's Wait, how okay. Do you, do you know, like, and they haven't said, like, what year. So is, is year one of this timeline, is that World War One? We, okay. According no, to, I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. And if you don't know, that's fine. Well, too. According to the Bleeding Cool article, and I'll put a link in the description for it. Uh, but sure. like the Bleeding Cool article says, Generation One, Dawn of the Heroic Age, twenty-five year time window, Year One, Krypton explodes, rocket crashes in Smallville, Wonder Woman debuts, Steve Trevor lands on Themyscira. Okay, all so happens in Year One. All right, so, so if that's, that's Year One. Yes. All right. The, the Krypton, Krypton thing, thing is the thing that, that makes it interesting. interesting. Yeah, because, because there are there have been past Superman origins where Krypton explodes in 1938, the year that Superman debuted, and it's the idea that like Clark took 50 like a years or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a wormhole, which I'm fine with. I'm cool. I actually don't mind that. So, are, 
um, but then that that means that one they're making that which is fine that they're making Wonder Woman a World War II superhero. Yes, because they're saying that year two, Jay Jay Garrick debuts as Flash, Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Okay, so so yeah, we're it's we're making a World War II superhero. But man, that's making Alfred real old if he's born in like the 1940s. I agree. Oh, Alfred doesn't even. <laughs> this is year one. Alfred was hired by the Waynes in year fourteen of Generation Woo! One. So Alfred's super old. Alfred's uh, like, like my, my grandfather, grandfather dude. Well, then, yeah, <laughs> because then year sixteen, Thomas, Thomas and Martha die. So that means. So that means okay. Let, let's just if we're using nineteen thirty eight as our as our time. Let's just our as our loose year. Right. So that means years later. 48 plus 6. Oh, man. 1954 is when the Waynes are killed? That can't be, because that means that Batman would be... Is 8 in 1954. That means that Batman is currently older than my mom. Right. No. So, okay, the timeline falls apart. Now, that, that that's the problem with not releasing the timeline ahead of time to allow for internet scrutiny yeah. to fix it. But that being said, this is always... <laughs> now, this is all speculation, so we really don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah. we are assuming, yeah, we don't know anything. We're just we're, we're literally stumbling around in the dark, everybody. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading your com- your YouTube comments on this oh, one. I know, like, about how wrong we no, are. I actually won't. I won't read them. Oh no, it's not. No, <laughs> I'll I'll read them for you. I'll, uh, I'll I'll take that sacrifice. But like, yeah. um, but no, like the well, uh, this DC timeline, man. You see, I think it's a great idea in theory, but you can't be putting dates on these timelines. Yeah. Like, well, like, if I if I remember right too from the stuff that. You know, bleeding cool is speculating about. Mm-hmm. They're saying the idea is um, that like Generation One is like the the JSA and those people. Yes. And Generation Two is like our main Justice League, like Superman, Batman, Hal Jordan, Barry Allen. Yeah. And then Generation Three is like, from what I understand, the Teen Titans, like so Dick Grayson and stuff, with a smattering of the '90s heroes. So like Kyle Rayner is considered part of Generation Three. Yes. Well, and and, and, and so is Connor Hawk. It's actually even more complicated than that because like Generation Three, oh. I think, is the '90, is the '80s and '90s and the yes. 2000s. It's like three, because it's like they're they're saying that Death in the Family, Killing Joke, Zero Hour. Uh, the JL International is established. Identity Crisis, Infinite Crisis, Teen Titans. Infinite Crisis. Y- yes, Superboy dies. Wonder Woman kills Maxwell Lord. Because like, Generation, Generation Four is supposed to be the Young Justice people, people. right? Oh, am I because am I right or wrong about that? Or no? The, this is according to this list. It says Flashpoint was G Four. Oh wow! That, that like Wildstorm, Justice League, DC Rebirth, Dark Knight's Metal. You're the villain. So, so it's all the like, like the new 50, 50 it's post flashpoint stuff of generation, generation 4. Yes, the generation 4 starts with flashpoint and then ends with now, I guess. Oh. So then Damien's appearance would technically be generation 3. Yeah, I guess it so would. So generation 3 is fact. It is. It's it's bloated, when, you might say. When is does generation 3 start at Crisis on Infinite Earths? Uh generation 3 starts with the according to this Justice League International. I don't even see Crisis. Oh no, Crisis on Infinite Earths ends generation 2. Okay, that tracks. Okay. Um, I would use right. it as an ending of a generation, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it needs, needs to, to be, be like a, a yeah, the, the beginning or ending. It has to be a bookend. Yeah, um, and then, so, so Generation 3 goes from Crisis. crisis. So, so spoilers, everybody out there. I mean, this isn't really spoilers. This is my personal opinion. Um, generation 3 is my favorite period of DC Comics. <laughs> Same here. Absolutely. Yeah, are you kidding me? You got uh, you got Keith Giffen and J.M.D. Mateus as Justice League International, yeah. Killing Joke, Death in the Family. Uh, Identity Crisis, uh, well, I don't really like Identity Crisis, but Infinite Crisis, I really dig. 
Um, zero hour, man. Zero hour. But that, and, and herein lies the problem. Reign of the Superman. You grab your copy of Zero Hour and you go to the back of the last issue or issue zero. Uh, you may they have a timeline too. Uh, that um, they have a timeline and that timeline has dates in it. Like when Martian yeah. Hunter arrives and what year Years. that is. I'm like, yeah. you've ruined it. It's already irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the nature of comics, comics, man. Like, like yeah. It, it also it's goes to the argument, too, of uh, should all superhero comics just be continuity-free? Right. Like, you know, so should Superman, the Superman title, if you see Batman in it, it's maybe not the same Batman that's in Batman. And, and who cares? Who cares? Well, that's certainly what the movies are. You know, yeah. I, I'm... I, I think that we can't afford to live in an all or nothing world where it's like, it's either no continuity or all continuity. Like I think if you're going to do um, serialized fiction with an interconnected universe, you have a core set of books where that's happening and it's, it, you know, it's worked a long time. If you want to tell a story about yeah. Batman and Superman that doesn't happen in continuity, you slap an Elseworlds label on it and you put it out. The end. I mean, like, and if you, and if that sells well enough, that's another universe, and you can tell those stories till the cows come home, until people stop buying at the end. Like, well, let's, 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 let's think, think about, about this. this. We've stumbled upon an interesting debate here. That's true. Um, that you, your, your comment you're seeing here. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Okay. So, DC, we got to think about why is DC choosing to do this? And the reason why, I think, is because. Like in every interconnected universe, the continuity is becoming overwhelming. Yeah. And it's becoming overwhelming on both sides. The fact that um, the creators are finding it to be overwhelming. Like where they're like, how does this fit in? And how old is everybody? And who does this? Five Robins in five years? They were, they were bending over backwards before, and now they don't even bother. Yes. and then But then on the other side, I think us as fans – that are enjoying these DC comics, we're even being like, how does this fit in? Like, totally. Like, is there a crisis every month now? You know, there is. So, so they're obviously the impetus for doing this is not wrong. No. Like, like they're actually like, they are reacting to that issue from both sides. And you brought up an interesting conversation. Let's have this conversation. Okay. Should. DC, DC comics should right. superhero Super comics. We can include Marvel in this. Sure, why not? Because should it have an ongoing continuity? Should the characters age in real time, or or do you do this Forever Simpsons thing? Yeah, where like they're always in the fourth grade. Because I will say, like, so, so Marvel obviously does the Simpsons thing, where Marvel is like, yeah, Captain America was unfrozen. 10 years ago, yep. it's fine. Uh, Tony Stark now got his heart ripped out or his heart changed in Afghanistan. It's fine. It's convenient um, for the for the Marvel characters because, like, America has never had a decade where they weren't fighting a war, so. Yes, but it also makes it weird because now Captain America was unfrozen in 20, 2009. Right. That's fine. You know, it's just that Captain America always fought in World War II, and he's always he's always you know. Recently. But I will say in Marvel, I think it's I don't know, man. I I think they're getting to a point where, um, you know, modern comic book storytelling right now, and especially in the big two, is all about these crazy events. Yes, these crazy. The universe is collapsing and ending every two seconds. Yep. We're in the event um, age. Yeah. Yes, we are. Like we brought it back, sweet Jesus. And um, 
I thought we'd left it behind and now we're coming back to it. But anyways, um, and I think it's it's these events that I think, and Marvel's doing an event every, an event every month, uh, even more so than DC, I think. Um, and it's creating this thing where you cannot do the Simpsons timeline anymore because you can't just say like, oh yeah, that was last week or that was two years ago because, it's, because then it means that the universe ends every second. That's true. And, and DC is trying to do almost that same thing where like, oh no, Superman's forever 33, but he also has a 10-year-old son and he also has a this and a this and a this. Like DC's trying to play it in real time and not real time. Yes. So let me ask you, Right now, yeah. Let's let's say let's ignore all of comic book history. Right. DC has published Superman since 1938. Yes. Should Superman have aged in real time? And so, like, let's say he gets to the 1970s. He has a son. Yeah. In the 90s, let's say his son is Connor. Right. His son takes over in the 90s. Yeah. And right now, Connor has a son, and it's Jonathan. Right. Is that the better way to go? Because remember, remember, and I know this is a very long question. I keep adding to it, and I apologize. Uh, everybody out there is going crazy. We have had a comic book. We've had a couple comic books that have aged in real time. Yes. Invincible. Right. And the one that everybody forgets about, Hellblazer. Oh, yeah. John, John Constantine aged, was 50 at the end of those 300 issues. So what do you think? Is the idea to keep resetting the continuity because that's what they're doing and it's yeah. becoming overwhelming? Or do you think it would have been more interesting if they just aged Superman in real time and we're on the third Superman now? Right. I think that like I, I, I think that there's no need – Marvel and DC publish what? Like 100 books a month? I don't know. That's a, that's a number I'm making up. But like, It's a good – that's, that's a crazy that's a number. It's over 40, right? Which is yeah. I think 30 or 20 too many per month. Yep. I mean, you yeah. literally, like, when you're looking at the solicitations for books that are coming out per month, like, every week, you're like, okay, there's, there's 40 here from Marvel and 35 here from DC and five from, from a boom. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, wait, really? Um, and, and there's probably another 50 more from all the independents. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then, and then yeah. a, like half that list from all the other guys. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the fact is they're publishing so many books there's room for every, literally everything. And so yeah. I don't think I, I mean, like, if I'd grown up with a second generation Superman, obviously I would have affinity for my second generation Superman. So, like, like we have, have affinity. affinity. Do you have affinity for Wally West? Right. I, See, when I, I grew up, Wally West was my flash. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing that they were trying to solve, right? When they brought back Wally West and Rebirth, mm -hmm. they're like, you're welcome. And then Tom King's like, no, fuck you. Um, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but at the same time, like you love your generation's character. It's why so many people from the '90s loved Tim Drake, but so many people who started reading comics in New Fifty Two were like, "Who the hell's that?" Or why do you care? Exactly. Um, and it's That's like, why the '80s people love Dick Grayson. Grayson, right? And it's like because there's history there, and I think that mm -hmm. you'd be, you'd encounter the same problem you have now because continuity happens regardless of your intent. So you, you see how it's like if it, you'd only have more continuity because it'd be I mean, Marvel does this. Mar you're talking about like a Superman who like grows up and gets old and dies and has kids or whatever. But like Marvel did that already. Marvel's never rebooted. So for them, it's true. for them, like it's just that the, the, the scale slid a little bit, you know, or mm -hmm. a lot of it. 
Um, but like Frank Castle should be in his eighties. Like, <laughs> I actually, um, to be honest with you, that's why I prefer that Punisher Max run because Garth Ennis wrote him as a six-year-old man, exactly. and I was like, yeah, that's exactly how old the Punisher. The Punisher should be from Vietnam. Exactly, and the Punisher, you can, no one is. I mean, like, you could tell a Punisher story where he's seventy. I mean, because like I, I know yeah. a lot of, I know a few seventy people, seventy-year-old people, and like they're still pretty spry. Like they could, they could take out a lot of people if they went crazy. And you could still you could tell that story with Punisher. You're not ruining every anything with Punisher. And hell, Punisher is an inspirational character apparently. So like you could have multiple Punishers. I'm not saying that he's inspiring in a in a in a personal sense, but I'm saying like oh. people dig Punisher. People dig Frank Castle and his message. So it's like I look. Like, there's, there's a, a character out there for everybody, but uh, you are inspired by Frank Castle, my friend. I I, I urge you to seek counseling. Right. Uh, what would Steve Rogers do? Not what Frank is that, up to. I'll tell you exactly. That. Uh, but but I'm saying like you could make more Punishers. Like there's other like Frank could be like the yeah. you know the kingpin of the Punisher verse or something. Um, well, you know it's it's, it's funny, funny because. Um, and again, you're, you, Sal, this is why you, I love talking to you, man. You, you stumble upon all these more these these more interesting conversations. You, your your point, I, I love your point where I agree that almost all of these roles could be adapted to other people. Yeah. With the exception of, I think there are four that can't. That can't be replaced. And that cannot be replaced. And I think, to me, I think the four are Superman. Yep. Batman. Right. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I would say Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, I, I think those are the four. I think that, like, Miles Morales fans would disagree, but I think that... Oh, like, fair, fair point, fair point, point, yeah. But, you see, here's the thing. I love Miles Morales. I think he finally crystallized thanks to the movie, which yeah. is, like, too bad, because I wish the comics had done it better. Um, but uh, but Miles has not replaced Peter Parker at all. No, he yeah. hasn't. Like, in terms of publicity, in terms of sales, in terms of popularity, like... Peter Parker is Peter Parker, Miles Morales is Miles Morales. Two different Spider-Men. He's basically a different character. And uh, he's just called the same thing. And it's why it's worked. Like, it's why no one's complained. Like, why he's not called Ghost Spider or some other horrible nickname that they've come up yeah. with. Yeah, uh, Ghost Spider's so bad. I hate that. Like, come on. Look, I didn't like... I understand why you don't want to call her Spider-Gwen, but... Well, she's not called but, that in the field. That's what the book's called. Like, I know, I know, I know but, but there's something about that title. title. I don't know. Like, Ghost Spider is so dumb. Ghost Spider sucks. Like, that just, she just called her White Spider? I don't know. White Spider doesn't work either. It doesn't work either. What? What can you call Gwen? We, we need to solve this issue right now. Okay. This video is no longer about 5G. We're going to name Spider-Gwen. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, you it. could use you could use other names. You know, like you could go with like, I mean, remember Julie Car- Julia Carpenter went from Spider-Woman to Arachne. Um, uh, Arachne's not a great name, though. Oh, I agree. But uh, but I'm just saying like you could use like Aranya was a character. Uh, but she it's became true, Aranya. You know, and there's... And there's nothing to be there's not she's called Spider Woman in her universe, right? So she they should have just, just called her Spider Woman. She should be Spider Woman. And the fact is, Ju- uh, Jessica Drew, her book's always being canceled. So no one's gonna complain if there's a volume two of Spider Woman. Or I'm gonna throw it out there right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like Jessica, Jessica Drew. Right. I don't know who and that you, is. Like, I mean, and I, if you, you go, yeah, if you read her, if you read her actual like comic books, go way back in the day. Yeah. She's been rebooted like four different times, and her, one of her origins is literally a giant spider the size of King Kong bites her. Right. And that's how she gets her powers. But anyways, yeah, Spider-Gwen should be Spider-Woman. And, and I think that like it's just a rule of what sells better. Does Spider-Gwen sell better than, than, Julia, than Julia Carpenter or Jessica Drew? Then that's who Spider-Woman is. And then you solve that problem by being like, listen, 
the stories from from Spider Gwen are told in her universe. So she's called Spider Woman, and when Jessica Drew has a book again, we call it Jessica Drew the Spider Woman. Mm. And then and that's the book. So that when you're ordering your books, Gwen's book comes up under S, and Julia's book comes up under J. So there's no confusion, and there's no like numbering issue. There's no volume problem. It's it, it's not called Spider Woman. It's called Jessica Drew the Spider Woman. That's the book. Yep. And then you just, and then everyone gets to be Spider Woman because no one's buying it. <laughs> the fact is, like yeah. the sales don't translate, so it doesn't even matter. Like you don't need to make it fit for other people. You're never gonna get Spider Woman working. You're never gonna get Julie Jessica Drew to be a name that people no. children are gonna buy toys of. I'm sorry. No, but okay. okay so, so back, back to, to the oh, your point. The, I want oh, to, sorry. sorry. Your point about like Please. we can't replace Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Well. Get ready because 5G is yep. going to replace those three characters. Let's, Let's talk, talk about them. them. Yes. Um, Luke Fox is replacing Batman. Okay. In a Batman Beyondian kind of way. All right. What a weird choice. Um, there's a lot of options you could have done, especially if you're going to age up everybody. Hey. And you, you can, can tell that James Tynan is planting the seeds of that. that. Uh, uh, when I read, I read his, his first, first issue of uh, uh, Batman, which, which I liked. I liked. Yes. Um, you, you could tell, tell, like, as soon as um, Lucius Fox is sort of Batman's new ear, yeah, I was like, oh, that they're, that was, it's weird. Again, we have no confirmation about any of this. We are, this is literally speculation about speculation, which is the best kind of internet video. Anyways, um, when I read that, Luke, or when I read Lucius in the new issue of Batman that came out a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, Luke Fox is definitely Batman. That's, this is how, they're, they're leading to this right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. And... Wasn't Luke Fox also Batwing? He he was Batwing, actually in a really cool costume. It's like sort of they sort of gave him like an Iron Man bat suit, but it's a great design. Right. Um you're you're I think we're in Riri Williams territory again, where it's like Riri Williams well, no, because you know what? It could be worse. They could be making a new character. You know, that's um I don't know who's replacing Wonder Woman. I have no idea. I don't either. Um and that's another thing that's like Had, is there is that none of the speculation of who's replacing Wonder Woman? They said that she's undergoing the change first. That like hers will be the first character to be replaced under five G, uh, in accordance with the bleeding cool rumor mill. Yeah, with the rumor mill. Um, obviously, no, I'd want it to be Donna. I so I've read some speculation, um, and I don't know if I read this on Bleeding Cool or I don't know if I read this somewhere, but. The main characteristic, and, and I'm not current with Wonder Woman books, is the reason why I can't name a character that could replace Wonder Woman. Sure. I, I swear to God, I read something somewhere was that the idea for replacing all these three was to, like, you know, to, to flip the table. Right. To, to, to get the headline. Yes. And I had heard that this was going to be an LGBTQ character. Hmm. Um, if they now, do, I don't... No. Yeah. I'm not reading Wonder Woman, so if there's a character in Wonder Woman right now that is that, uh, I don't know. Then get ready to see them become Wonder Woman. Yeah, probably. get for them to be ready. Because the thing about Luke Fox is kind of a is kind of a dark horse pull. Well, like why and, didn't you just use uh, Luke uh, uh, Duke? Well, Duke hasn't been in that book in a while, man. No, but Snyder's a mover and, sh- and shaker in that area. Sure. They sure. never really did anything with him. His signal book didn't mm. didn't sell. But like, it's, know, it's funny because you can, can tell, tell, like, if they think about it, I just realized this. If we're putting Luke as Batman, yeah. think about that headline. 
Batman is now black. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be the headline. Like, we're going to see that headline if, if, if this is all real. Yeah. That's the headline. Well, for me, that, I mean, the cynic in and me And Luke says, is a great character, by the way, too, so. Oh, yeah. Well, the cynic in me says that if that's the case, if it's like, we got to sell, we got to grab headlines, then that is the, like, where's our Miles Morales? Where's our, yes. where's our, where's our Perfect um, analogy. group of people who are clamoring for their version of one of our Titans? Not this is a version of this is a, this is a a lot of people will compare it to this. This is a version of that. Was it all new, all different Marvel now? Basically, the era the era where Thor became Jane Foster, became a woman. Uh, by the way, everybody complained about that. That Thor run is great. A lot. I mean, like it's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It's really it's probably it, recently. It's a pretty dope. It's probably it honestly is probably the best Thor run of all time. It really is. Um. <laughs> But like they changed, they changed Thor. Then they made Sam Wilson Fa uh, Falcon, Captain America, and they made Riri Williams into Iron Man. Like, listen, I'm sure that you got a lot of fans out of that, right? I mean, obviously, Aaron, the, the the fact that Jane Foster became Thor was just an element of Thor's of Aaron's Thor run. You know, that, yes. I don't think that was necessarily much of a stunt as much as it was just like, and then I'm gonna make Jane Foster Thor. Like that was just an idea he had that he wanted to execute. I wonder, I wonder if that, that sort of kickstarted kick it. Right. Like, I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder if Jason Aaron was like, you know, I, I honestly don't know, but there's probably an interview out there. I wonder if he was like, I'm going to do this. And then the editor is like, we should do this for all the titles. I have actually have a more cynical theory about that. And it has to sure. do with the fact that Marvel doesn't have as many editors as DC. And the fact mm. that Marvel is notoriously cheap. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think that there were so few editors working at Marvel at the time. Okay. okay. That Aaron was that like most editors would have caught or noticed, hey, we just changed the Trinity of Marvel all at the same time. We can't do that. We, we shouldn't, shouldn't do this. <laughs> so and, and I think that it wasn't because people are like, you know, there was I mean, people made literal YouTube careers out of saying like Marvel is pushing this agenda and they did this, 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 and this. And it's like, I don't think that is true. Career. I would not credit Marvel with that kind of coordination. Okay. I would say that it was more like Aaron's like when Aaron said, I'm going to make Jane Foster Thor, he was met with either like agreement or diff or disinterest, you know, or, or, or indifference, I should say, where it's like, sure, okay. All right. knock yourself out. I don't care. You know how many books I'm trying to friggin' edit? Like, you know how many spelling errors there are in this book? Um, Nobody like, reads Thor, you know, like, yeah, nobody like reads Thor. who cares? Like, I can imagine that being the conversation and Aaron going like, Hey, Nick, you can do anything. Like, no one's paying attention. And if you want to do yeah, this the, now, now's the time. Like, if you want to do this down the road, you should do it now instead. And they just fast, they just threw everything at the wall. And the editors were like, knock yourself. You want to make Samuels and Falcon? Okay, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, right. And I think that, like, it just became a thing where it was just like, and then someone at the top was like, did you just literally change everybody? We should, we should yeah, call the thing. <laughs> at the same time yeah we should yeah call it a thing. We, we should call it all new all different all new all different yeah yeah i think that it was just the i think the creators knew what was going on i think they kind of coordinated with each other and said like let's just do it let's just do it no one's paying attention let's do it all you're probably you know you're, you're probably exactly right, right. That's, that's probably, probably you know we, we like, like to think, think that comic books are, are you know and actually you know movie studios and television is the same way we exactly. like to think that they're they're super coordinated and all stuff like that and they're probably just 
accidents, all happy accidents. And that's fine. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Most creative decisions are happy accidents. All right, so I want to talk to you about Superman. Right. Um, the most it's the most obvious choice. It, it, the bleeding cool says it's going to be Jonathan Kent. Right. That's like the okay. best decision about John I've seen since making him. Like, because aging him up, I think, was a horrible idea. But if you're going to... I agree. I don't like him at all. No. But if you're going to do that, make him Superman. I want to see... The problem is, I don't like Bendis yeah. as Superman. So I don't want to see... Like, so his... his Like, I don't know what his John is, right? I've read a couple of issues of John, and I'm like, ugh. Um... If Tomasi was writing Superman via John Kent, sure, I would buy it immediately. And the reason for that is because I would be like, oh my God, I want to see what Superman's, le- if Superman's lessons, Superman and Lois's lessons worked. Like what, mm-hmm. what they did, what they, how they created, like, is this going to be a better Superman? Like, is Superman a good father? Did he make That's a good Superman? A- that's, That's interesting. interesting. Now, I want to bring up a different point because so far, John is the most obvious choice right. for Superman. Luke is kind of a weird left turn. And, and they're well, all, because like Wonder Woman, we have no idea. It could be nobody. The, the Green yeah. Lantern one, it's, it's, it might be Teen Lantern. I don't know. Uh, I see. Now, what I read on the old internet speculation thread is that it is the new Green Lantern from Far Sector. Oh my God! Okay, all right. Um, I like that book. It's have, is, there the an, is there a second issue of that book? Yeah, it came out. It came out. Okay, good. Because uh, I didn't even see I, it. I read the first issue. I was like, "This is dope." Yeah, I like it. I love her costume design. Yeah. She's basically Janelle Monae. Right. Just uh, <laughs> fine. Um, but I like how. Um, it's, it's funny, funny because, because I think, think um, <laughs> you talk about editors not paying attention. Right. You can tell that no editor is paying attention to Grant Morrison. Oh, and, no. and by the way, I love The Green Lantern with Liam Sharp and, and Grant Morrison. It is secretly the best book DC is publishing right now. And nobody is nobody's buying it because they all – this is a weird thing. This is like a bias that people have. Liam Sharp's art style looks like – it looks like the 80s and 90s. But I'll tell you what. He's a damn good artist, and that art style is so uber detailed that it reminds me of, like, 80s Vertigo, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Grant Morrison is secretly rebooting the the Green Lantern mythos, and nobody is paying attention. Well, the people – it's funny because you're saying nobody's paying attention. I think you're right that, like, most people aren't buying it, but, like, everyone I know, and it's this, including colleagues that I work with, are like, sure. I hate this book. It is oh, ruining love it. everything. Like love no, it. John's fans loathe this book because oh. it is throwing out everything. Or do you, you dig it, or do you hate it as well? I, I, it's more like I'm just not a Green Lantern fan. So if you're ah. gonna do like whatever in space, knock yourself out. I thought the for me the most enjoyment I had of it was the shade he threw in Black Stars Two, mm. where he was like, "Hey, Bendis." You repeat your panels and have a lot of dumb dialogue. Hey, Snyder, that Perpetua is a really bad idea. Hey, John, yeah. like he's just, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Graham Morrison, like, like you can tell, you know, like we, we talk about like there's a lot of characters out, there's a lot of writers out there where there's that argument where fans love to pull out where you're like, the editor is not touching them at all. Right. You can tell like no editor is touching Grant Morrison. Um, one because I don't know if they can understand the scripts. Or two, it's just it's like, like he's Grant Morrison. Morrison. I'd heard um, he look, has a clause that says he, he's not allowed to have an editor. Good, because he's <laughs> – Grant, Grant Morrison 
look, the thing I love about Grant Morrison, this is the reason why he's one of my favorite writers of all time. And it's also the reason why Grant Morrison, his things are either fantastic, you either love them or you hate them. Yes. He takes big swings. Right. He always takes big swings. And I guess I'm the type of writer and reader that I would rather read a big swing than boring, same old, same old. That's true. That's funny, actually. That's you know. something that I remember talking to, to Scott about that a while back. And he said something like, I know how to tell the stories most people want me to write. I could do mm-hmm. a cool story where Batman, a three-parter where Batman fights Mr. Freeze. And Mr. Freeze wants to save Nora. And I can make it heart-wrenching and cool and give you a lot of, a lot of really neat stuff. But that doesn't that's not something I want to write about. I yeah. want to do the big thing. I want to take the biggest risk. I could give you a scarecrow story. I don't have a good one, but I could come up with one in a few minutes and it'd be pretty cool and people would love it. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm interested in doing. But I will say the opposite argument to that, and that's a great and that's why Scott has the career he has, you know, that's a great that's a great, that's a great mode to have. The I think the other side of that is the far side of when you take the scale too far is that when I say big swings, yeah. most fans think I mean big universe cosmic ending events. Right. Like that's, that's the, not, not what I mean. Exactly. It's not what I mean. No. The multiverse should not end every week. I know. No. What I mean with big swings is a big swing storyline could be what if we told a scarecrow story? And the Scarecrow teamed up with Batman. We've never seen that before. No, it's true. And that's they a, both that's a big swing. It automatically works. It's a tr- yes. Know? Yeah. It's, it's a, a that is what I mean by big swings. With big swings, I mean like just something that's different. It doesn't mean that the universe ends every five pages, which is what comic books have sort of become. especially the big two. You know how you you remember Justice League or JLA written by Grant Morrison, it was just a combination yeah. of those two things where he's like, what if there was an evil Justice League? Not the yeah. crime syndicate. Like, yeah. yeah, what about this? And then and then it turned into a bigger thing, and his ideas, of course, are far-reaching, so it's like, just because he had the idea doesn't mean it... Just because he, he didn't mean for it to get big doesn't mean that it didn't spiral out into, hey, I just invented yeah. White Martians. Like, hey, I did this thing. Like, um... Yeah, if you notice, if you notice in Grant Morrison in his JLA run, which I think is the best Justice League run of all time, um, he his cosmic ending event only happens at the beginning, right, and at the end, and everything in between is like, yeah, you like he he brings up the Injustice Gang, he does a uh, alternate reality story, he does um, the JSA, you know, where they meet the JSA. Um, but they're not all the multiverse is going to end every five seconds kind of thing. Um, you know, I understand that like thing and you know, the, but that's what I mean with the big swings. And I guess that goes back to my point of green lantern is because in every issue, if you read the green lantern, Grant Morrison is writing how Jordan has, it's a case of the week book. It's a cop book, which is exactly what's how Jordan is. Yes. He finds a new alien. He finds a new thing, blah, 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 blah. But there's a scene in there where it connects to the overall and then every issue sort of rewrites yeah yeah advances the thing and he's telling us green lantern stories we've never seen before and he's taking big swings like he's going to reboot the guardians like the guardians are no longer going to be old they're going to be young right 
And I'm like, oh, we've never seen that before. That's great. That's true. That's true. You know? I mean, like, and, and I admire that. I, there's, It's funny because, like, you know, it's very youthful and it's a great idea. Like, I've never seen that do that. And... But I'm also like I don't know I I'm, I never I never believe the news I hear when I first hear it and it's like when it yeah. comes to that kind of thing I, I'm like that's true that's, I've never seen that do I want to and with with Green Lantern I don't I don't have a I don't have a dog in that race I'm not going to argue with that but like sure when it comes to the big swings and that kind of thing like I, I'm like right on I hear you but like when you're when you're always swinging for the fences with your right yes you, you got a butt going to you burn out sometimes. <laughs> Was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to sometimes do some bunts. bunts. You got to bunt. You got to tell a little sometimes, story. Sometimes, sometimes you got to hit a grounder and just go to first. That's sometimes that's all we need. <laughs> well, and maybe, and like, and you know what? Like, and, and it's the same way if you're playing ball or if you're writing a story. And it's like, if you always are telling about how like Perpetua is throwing a goddamn planet at you. Like, oh, is that a thing? thing? Oh, it's the last issue. Yeah. P- okay. I, I didn't read it. it. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, no, don't. Um, but like Perpetua <laughs> threw a planet at like at Earth or something. You know, it's just like mm. it's the biggest, most bombastic thing. And I don't think that well, every issue is like, oh, it's the biggest thing ever. And I yeah. feel like Snyder hasn't burned out because he gets to write things like because he still has a clause with image where it's like, oh, I'm going to write a little witch's story. Like, oh, I'm going to tell a little story yeah. about that. Like he gets he, he can he can take a breath. Mm-hmm. And, and exercise himself and, and that's i don't want to just focus on him but like the fact is if you're only writing and it's not it's, it's not, not just him it's it's it's, no, it's, it's and it's not even just dc, DC. It's, it's marvel's, marvel's doing, doing the same thing, thing too oh, yeah marvel well their universe needs a breath like marvel yes. needs a year where everything just calms the hell down yeah. Yeah. it's why like it's funny well f- and for me like that's that's my favorite thing i like i missed the scene in the, the- i saw when it, this is a, a throwback but in superman returns uh, I missed the scene where Superman gets shot by the minigun. The the scene that everyone couldn't wait to see where Superman mm. shoot because I had to go to the bathroom and I left, but I was so thankful that I didn't miss the scene where Superman and Lois are on the roof because that really got some, yeah. ju- because that's some juicy stuff that actually mattered. I was like, Oh, yeah. and that's the kind of comics I like, you know, that's why I'm a Bendis fan, but not a mm. Bendis Superman fan. You know, like mm. it's just those little things. It's why like when, when Marvel and DC were getting along and they were like, let's make all these crossovers. I was like, yeah. Ooh, Batman Daredevil, like, Ooh, little stuff. Like JLA Avengers is amazing. And I know that like, it, and that's big, big comic cosmic. That's, that's like, like similar, similar to the, the stuff, stuff we've been, been talking about, about but it is great. great. That's the thing though. Perez wouldn't have done it if it wasn't the biggest thing ever because he knows like, I don't have time. Like I, they're never gonna. They're they're never gonna say yes to this. Like they're gonna yes. pull the rug out from under us halfway through. And there's actually a great timeline that Wizard kept, or that Perez wrote. But yeah, published. I remember that. Yeah, Perez kept a journal mm-hmm. of his time writing JLA Avengers, and he's it, like every every month or so, he's like, they're gonna cancel it. They're gonna pull it out. They can't agree. Yeah. Like they made me change the costumes for a third time. Um, but like. JLA Avengers is we're merging these two universes and it might be the last time we're ever going to do it again. And in fact, it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, we, haven't, Marvel, we haven't done it since. Right. But if Marvel and DC separately are doing JLA Avengers type stories every freaking month. Yes. Not only are you going to burn out your creators, but more importantly, you're going to burn us out. And I'm burned yeah. out. Like I'm not burned out of comics, but I'm burned out of these stories where I'm like, like literally the the dc universe has been dictated by snyder since whatever like since like mm-hmm. dark knight's metal dark knight's metal biggest thing ever oh my god holy crap 
then Justice League, oh my god, holy crap. Then Dark Knight's Metal 2, oh my god, holy crap. Doomsday Clock, oh my god, holy crap. Like, it's non-stop. And it's it, been, it is. And it's been changing. It is not. And I get that, like, maybe they're getting money up on the front end, where it's like, people are like, yeah, it's the biggest thing ever. But, like, if everything's the biggest thing ever, then nothing is. Like, it Then nothing matter. is, yes. yes. It's, it's, it's the, the Avengers Endgame argument. argument. Every, Every Marvel movie can't be Avengers Endgame. No, you got, that's why I'm like, when no. they're like, what are we going to do with Spider-Man 3? I'm like, do a small story. Yeah. Make it cool. Just make it cool. It doesn't have to be big. I, I would love to finally see the neighborhood Spider-Man because we've yet to see that in MCU. Well, and that's the thing. You've gotten He's every, Iron Man Jr. You've literally, for me, you've gotten everything right. you got Peter Parker yeah. is perfect. The costume looks awesome. The universe is solid. He's against the backdrop of the Marvel Universe. I'm in. Uh, when is he going to go to New York, web swing, and fight a regular guy? Or a, crazy, gonna happen? Yeah. or a crazy jackass who was who was a scientist. Like that's all yeah. I want. Like that last scene from Far From Home where he's swinging with Mary Jane, where they're like, yeah. where it's, I'm like, this is it. And I know one of the best scenes in the movie. movie. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's it. I've I've gotten it. Like I I, I just want that <laughs> all the time. Um, but you know that's because I'm a hardcore Spider-Man fan. But uh, is. I, you know, I don't know. What, so, so let's let's, let's, let's put, put this, this in, let's wrap, wrap this into some last thoughts here. Yes, what do we think overall? Yeah, with with five. What do you? What, what are your predictions, predictions of five D here? Like, do you? you what? Well, let's, let's let's let's. I'll give you some questions here, yeah, and then I'd love okay. to hear you. Yeah, yeah. One. Do you think it's a good idea? Right. Two. Do you think it'll work? Like, will it drive sales? Yeah. And then three. How long do you think we live in the 5G universe? Because we lived in Rebirth for what? Because I would say we're out of the Rebirth era. It's over. Um, so that gives us three years. Um, yeah. How, okay, so how, how long do you think Heroes and yeah, Crisis came out? Heroes and Crisis killed Rebirth. Like, that's the last. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, we need to bring up the big elephant in the room here because I think, you know, you're fooling yourself if there was never a conversation for... Uh, why are we calling this 5G? Well, because AT&T is going to introduce it in 2021. Really? You think that's it? Oh, dude, come on. That, that like, makes I me mean, sick. I mean... Just search algorithms? Like, just like, when people are Googling, Googling 5G, we'll, be, we'll have gotten on the ground floor. <laughs> corporate synergy. I mean, the, 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 the thing about calling it 5G, Wait a minute. more so than calling it the fifth generation, generation is yeah. because, I mean, think about it. Like, T-Mobile is introducing 5G, like, right now. Yeah. As we speak, and they're like the first company. So by 2021, they're all like, I don't have any inside information, but AT&T bought Warner Brothers. They own Warner Brothers. 5G is a cell phone term. There is a possibility that this whole event came about because AT&T was like, hey, we need a storyline that, that has that name in it. Like that has that name in it. That and now sucks. again, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have no, no information. information. No, I but that conversation, that that conversation, you have to. That has to be in your head somewhere. I mean, like, well, for me, the only reason, the, my okay, I'm convinced that's exactly what happened. Sure, but devil's advocate. Does Warner's slash AT&T really care about little old DC comics? Like, I'm I'm shocked you that know, they're that influential, you know? Well, you know, I don't know because we don't know how 5G is going to affect the other departments. Right. 
you know? Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, the only reason why we know about 5G is because Bleeding Cool is throwing it out there. There, There is even a chance that 5G might not happen now. Well, no, like, there's the art. Like, there's art for 5G. Oh, is we've, there? We've oh, okay. seen old Bruce Wayne in the cave. Like, there... Money I'm just saying, like, like Bleeding Cool leaking the stuff might have changed a lot of it, too. I think that cosmetically it will, but I think at the core, nothing. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? I can't imagine that the guys at DC are like, um, you know, they, 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 they called us on everything. It's all out. Well, you know, make, change a couple things to make them feel, to make them look like morons, but really don't change the, whatever we're doing. Like don't change the, yeah. the trajectory of what we're doing. Um, but I, I, that sucks. Okay. So that, 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 that actually, uh, hurts me like on a profound level. Um, but when it comes to like 5g and whether it like, whether it's a good idea, um, how long do you think it'll last? Like how long till we switch back a year? Oh, really? That short? Yeah. No, I think it'll be a year. And here's why, uh, because that's how long their ideas for universe changing events last. Mm. It's 52 weeks. Like futures end 52 countdown. It's all one year. Mm. It's all weekly. I mean, it won't be weekly, thank God. But like, yeah, you know, I think it'll be a year because I think by how long did all the new all different Marvel really last? Well, I mean, it depends on whether you count. Well, because it started with Marvel now, right? And yeah, then it, and then it became all different Marvel, all all yeah, different. All now. different Marvel was like barely an imprint. It was more just like a picture of all the new characters showing up. And they just like, kept adding words to that Marvel Now logo. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I honestly think that DC is gonna do it for at least a year, but I feel like that'll be the end of it because five mm. G. If it really is a coordinated effort between AT and T and Warner Media to like, and again, I'm just you know, no, it no, might no, not. I know, but like, but for me, when I hear, okay, this is a this is an age old proverb. I don't know who came up with it, but I'm going to attribute it to the Vulcans, because <laughs> a, a fictional race, race, yes, a fictional race. But we'll be like, uh, <laughs> revenge of the dish best served cold, a Klingon proverb. Really? Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give it to the people in Trek, uh, but uh, and I know it was a human being from our reality, but like the the fact is. If ever you see something or behave, if, if someone behaves in a way that is contrary to logic and reason, ask yourself who financially benefits from that decision. Mm -hmm. And it will immediately click. Like you will go like, okay, that person's doing this thing and I don't understand. They, they've never done it before. They never said anything like that. They would never do that. There's no reason for them to do that. It actually hurts us. If it, but if they make money from it, does it make sense suddenly? Yes. Yeah. Then that, and it's invariably true. Fin like right now, Rebirth was critically and commercially successful. Everyone Absolutely. enjoyed it. Doomsday Clock finally effing came out. The time Was it successful? I think it was successful. But, no, no, financially, I don't know. Oh, I think it was. It yes, I believe it was. I, I, I've looked this up, and I remember asking people about this. Like, okay. I think it's. It was not New Fifty Two successful, but like few things are. But as I understand it, like in terms of trade sales and in terms of like, okay, you know, monthlies. Unless, of course, you count like the downward spiral of the Tom King Batman run, but like everything else was pretty much selling well. Um, but like. Yeah, the, the other thing is there's really not enough data to back up whether or not it sold well because like how long did Rebirth really last? Like 
how long before Tomasi was kicked off of Superman and, and, and Tom mm-hmm. King got to do Batman and was really taking it in a direction that financially wasn't going to work. Um, and those are the two main books. And Wonder Woman was just in a state of limbo in a constant basis. Yeah. But um, uh, it would make sense with Doomsday Clock ending for you to dovetail into whatever the next direction is, which mm-hmm. is not 5G. If you read the end of Doomsday Clock, 5G is mentioned, but like that ain't the direction this uni- that this book is going. No, they start mentioning like all the secret crisis things. and I thought that was kind of cute because they're all just like winks about how it's like comics are cyclical. Yeah. And yes. John's John's gave us 10 years. He's like, maybe in 10 years we'll be able to do a crossover with Marvel again. Like, yeah, I liked that like kind of nod. It depresses me that I like I'd have to wait another 10 years for Marvel and DC to finally realize that like if one publisher closes, the other one will close too. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, but like but I think that was all just kind of like cute winks and nods. The 5G stuff like well, just like. I think in issue two or three, I don't remember which issue, but like in Doomsday Clock, they mentioned Heroes in Crisis, they mentioned Sanctuary, and they shoehorn in oh, the Owls. I think that was, it's taking too long. We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Put in the stuff that we're going to do instead to make mm. it feel relevant. Um, to make, to, to remove any deniability that Doomsday Clock could be its own thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I think that like, instead of it dovetailing into wherever Rebirth was heading and wherever Doomsday Clock was going to set us up into, they're like, no, we're going to do this. Um, that sounds like a combination of ego and and, and corporate meddling. Um, and that can only get you so far. And yeah. I think that, like, particularly because there is nothing 5GE about the current run of DC. Like, there's nothing in any DC book that says, like, Hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we just threw everything away and replaced everybody? Like, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not. There's not really a feel. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, there, there's not. There's not really a feel of yeah. This the next the generation that's going to take over. Right. Like you know, like that. If that Green Lantern from Far Sector is the Green Lantern, there's nothing in the book or even in the Hal Jordan book that suggests that she's his replacement. Not at all. Nor is there any indication that like that would be a refreshing thing for everyone. No one's talking about like the Titans and how like there's no conversation between the Trinity where they're like, we need to train the Titans harder, or we need to like bring them in, or we need to, or we need to retire. Right. Or like, aren't you getting tired? Yeah. When is this going to end? There's none of that. There's no indication. So I feel like it's a hard handbrake saying like, we're going to do this now. And it's so artificial that I think readers are, it will sell. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a new 52 break, dude. Like Like, we're going to have our titles up to the month. Yep. And then like, it's just going to be like, boom. boom, And you're going to, and you're going to be like, what, what is this? What happened to Superman? Right. Like I think Tynan is in that boat where he's like, I'm taking over Batman as an interim writer until, I th- and I've heard that the guy who wrote 12 Years a Slave is going to take over Batman. Uh, uh, John, John Ridley. Ridley. Yes, but John Ridley will take over Batman. By the way, Batman. great writer. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I, if you ever get a chance to see him in a convention, he doesn't really do conventions. Fantastic. Um, do you remember when they announced his secret history of the DC Universe? Yes. God, I'm so excited for that book. And I think I sadly think this 5G killed it. Oh, totally. Yeah. But and I think maybe the the, the carrot is they, like we're gonna keep you. Here's back. You get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, Which is, is a, a good, good carrot. Sure, but I feel really bad for Tynan because like you know that I it's know. like yo, yo 
I don't care what you have to say about Batman. I just need somebody who's going to come in and write Batman until we fucking do this uh, 5G thing. Yeah. And but Tynan's like, okay, I, I, but, but for the next 15 issues, I get Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, but I get Batman for this time, and I'm going to do the hell out of Batman. And yeah. It's like, good for you, man. Like, way to make lemonade. Um. Yeah. yeah run, run with, with it, dude. dude. Right. Do everything. Do it. And his first issue, I, I liked his first issue. Oh, I, I like too. I mean, yeah. Daniel, I'd take somebody else, but I hear somebody else jumping, jumping on board. But like, um, but I like what he's doing, and I think it's a great direction. But like, it's going to be sabotaged by five G. Five. I, yep. I feel like the 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 surge. You know, like Black Batman, Gay Wonder Woman, and I don't know, Captain Cold as a speedster. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one where you're like, why? We haven't even seen that guy in years. Like, the other rumor is that, yeah, Captain Cold's speedster son, who I didn't think existed post-Flashpoint. Right? Um, no, but he just got his own powers back. recently, so I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> is he in any of the books? I think they just shoehorned him into one of them. Okay, okay cool. cool. Right, right, exactly. But, like, those are going to yeah. sell. You know, it's going to be like, yeah, uh, But, like, I think that they're going to be like, yeah, that's sold initially. But at the end of the day... DC fans want DC books. They want yeah, the books they want, they've been they want reading. Rebirth proved yeah, that DC fans want meat and potatoes. And meat and potatoes is Clark Kent Superman. It's with a secret identity. Yes. It's Batman with, uh, you know, whatever. The Robin. Like, like, we need... Yeah. And I think that... Well, and I've heard that maybe they'll do something with those characters and in another thing. It'd be, I, mean, I tell you this. Oh, you mean like like, like we, we might have, have the classic adventures in, in, in these adventures. other titles. I'll tell you what, 5G, mm. if you're going to do 5G, you know, if you want to like keep a creator who's whis- who's like tired or listless or done or wants to go to the other guys, be a good time to launch the ultimate DC universe with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman with Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, and Diana. Well, dude, I it's, it, and I've said this before on Elseworlds. I said this for years. I thought if you really wanted to make the new Fifty Two matter, right? You it, it needed to be a hard reboot. Yeah, every character was like every you you read you you say nothing happened. Right. Nothing. Right. And and it's um and I would put I would have put all these characters in about year three. Yeah. And the reason, the only reason why I would do that in year three is because I want Batman and Robin. Yeah. And, but Dick Grayson is 10 years old, you know, yeah. like, like reset it all, like all of these, like, and, and then, and then you're, when you do just League one, you do exactly what they did. It's like, oh, this is the first adventure of the Justice League because all of these heroes have been around for about three years now and they've never met. Right. And again, if you're going to hard reboot it, hard reboot it. And yes, it would happen like the ultimate universe. It would be a lot of creators retelling some of those old stories, but it's like, if you're going to hard reboot, hard reboot. Yeah. Right. Well, and at the same time, and the only, the only concern you might have is like, you gave, you put Jeff Loeb on something. Sure. Yeah. Because Jeff Loeb ruined the ultimate universe. You know? Yeah. I mean, and like, yeah, but, um. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's, it is funny because it's one of those things where, um, and I think we've talked about this before and business reasons and stuff like that. Like, to me, I agree with you. I don't think 5G is going to last very long. Um, I think it'll, it'll get their initial push. It'll get some big headlines. And then it'll go right back to where it was because none of this is motivated 
by a story reason. Exactly. There's no creativity here. It's all yeah. just stunts. It's more which, of the same. Which, which, it, which is why we went back and talked about the best example of this is the Jane Foster Thor. The reason why the Jane Foster Thor storyline worked and the reason why they're making it into a movie is because it was motivated by a story reason of Jason Aaron. Like he was going to do that no matter what. Exactly. That wasn't an and initiative. Then I think, that was just what he was going to do in the story. You're right. Exactly. So like if there was a story reason for Luke Fox to be Batman – like, say, let's say this. For If the next year of James Tynan's run, yeah, I don't even know when 5G is going to happen. I'm just going to say I assume I by issue 100. Yeah. Um, which is how many away? 15? Uh, 15? Like 14 issues. Okay. But is Batman still double ship? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so let's say, let's say 5G happens at the beginning of 2021. I, I honestly don't know. Um, if we spend the next year... If James' storyline is Batman getting tired, right, or Batman kind of being like, "What am I doing?" and 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 Luke starts popping up in those books as Batwing, and and sort of being like, "No, Batman, like like you've done enough for this city. I got you. I got you. I got you." Um, and if if you do that for the next eight months, then when Batwing does, or we do the time jump and Batwing is suddenly Batman, then it would work. Right. But the problem is, is that you're going to have to do that for every, or some version of that for every character in the DC universe. I promise you they're not going to do that. <laughs> and they're not going to do that. There's no way. But, that takes but if you did that, Yeah. If you did that for every character, it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but they're not going to do that for every character. No. Um, oh, God. I mean, like, you know, we're, yes. No, you're right. Like, that's exactly right. It, it's just... Yeah. I, I think that's where they're headed. I, I think that it'll make a lot of people pissed. And what's more, what's even more tragic about it is that Doomsday Clock finally ended and it like set things up for like a, a new status quo that's like, hey, here's something you might really enjoy and and it'll really please all the DC fans. Um, when 5G is ultimately regarded as a blunder. Mm. Uh, a and sales, it, it might not be. I think but critically it, probably will. it will be a blunder. I think that like sure. they'll go... I mean, like, listen, you know, John Ridley wrote a hell of a Batman, but it wasn't Bruce Wayne, and ultimately, nobody bought the damn thing mm-hmm. um, after the first issue. I think that uh, they'll, they're going to have to scramble yet again to come up with a kind a of reset, reset, a phony reboot, a phony rebirth, yeah. if you will, because they're going to have to engender themselves to the old DC readers, and that's just what rebirth was. So they're going to have to come up with another rebirth. And they're either yep. gonna have to like beg Jeff Johns to do it all over again, or more likely ask Bendis to do it. It'll, It'll probably, probably be Brian Bach Bendis, right? And uh, th- that's not anything. <laughs> like that's not anything anybody wants. And well, uh, the other thing about that is, is that, as far as I know, I, well, again, we don't know because again, we're all speculation, speculation. Um, as far as we know, um, Brian is just gonna write the John Superman. Like he's not going anywhere. No, he's just gonna transition from from what he's doing now to, to oh now it's john being superman of course we also forgot oh that's right i forgot like i forgot about the crisis the crisis that's coming oh what's, what's the, the crisis, crisis that's, that's coming? coming apparently well rumor has it in 2020 there will be another crisis and that crisis oh, is, will is metal 2 no i think metal 2 something else what how yeah. many crises do we need well don't no metal's not a crisis Metal's metal. Oh. That's something else. Metal's a, metal's a crisis. What, what, there's another crisis coming? Yeah, there's another crisis. 
you know what, Sal? I, I, I think the only option to this is that um, I, there are just too many crises, and I think the only solution here is that we need to reset the universe and put brand new heroes in their roles, uh, and I'm going to call it something like, um, I don't know, Fifth Society. How about that? Oh, Fifth Society. Okay, there you go. I think it'll sell. Black think Batman. So. Let's do it. Right? I'm telling you, I think I think Ultimate Universe, Ultimate DC needs to be the thing we need to do. Do you remember, uh, by the way, everybody, We Sal loves them. I love it as well. Um, Wizard Magazine. Of course. Remember back in the day when Wizard Magazine hired a bunch of artists to draw the Ultimate? Yes, DC? and it looks just like Earth One. <laughs> but their storylines were actually really great. I agree. Oh, yeah, no. I remember, yeah, you right. can Google that. The Somebody scanned them all. I saw them on like yep. a Reddit post a while back. Like They're out there. The Yeah, Black Commissioner Gordon, which we're getting in the movie. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we've uh, put the fifth generation to bed. I think you're right. Uh, I think, and I think, I think we've all decided that we're going to buy the DC timeline, and there you go. I can't wait to see the timeline. I think that yep. it's I hope like, it's a giant poster. The the multiverse is a poster, right? Uh, yeah, I have it. I have it. I, uh, yeah, the multiverse map from from Grant Morrison. When you flip it over, it's white. It, uh, <laughs> oh, it's white. That's too bad. It's, it's white. white. They didn't print, print it black. black. Nobody prints a black sided poster. poster. No, no. <laughs> it's wasted ink. I was I was pitching that idea to somebody. I was telling them about the dark multiverse, and he goes, and I'm like, and so uh, you know, Kendra flips over the dark the multiverse map. He goes. You mean like in Stranger Things? And I'm like, did Stranger? Oh yeah. Did that rip off from Stranger Things, or did Stranger Things rip off that? No, Stranger Things was first. Oh, okay. Wow. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Go. And nobody. Again, that's that's why everybody. I think the lesson of this episode is that editors are important. Yes. Because a good a good editor a good editor would be like, hey, that's from Stranger Things. We shouldn't do that. Well. Unless it was like, hey, can you do like a thing from Stranger Things? Like, yeah, I don't know which is, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg for that one, but yep. we'll have to we'll have to cover that another time. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, before you go, go to the description, click on JupiterJetComic dot com, and uh, and check out Jupiter Jet, Jason. There's no dark multiverse in it. No, it's all bright and fun, but still with uh, with with trips and trips and trials and tribulations. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and like, like again, it's an adventure, adventure comic book that is simple and fun for everybody because that's what comic books should be. JupiterJetComic.com. This one's called Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. Find out what the Forgotten Radio is because it's a seven-year-old girl with a jetpack and she's punching robots and you know it's a fun time. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, thank you so much for joining me again and uh, thank you Sal, ramblings. Crap. I will uh, no dude I rambled as well and you know I think this is the first we're in the first generation of Elseworlds exchange I'm excited to see what the second generation is oh my god yeah thank you for having me we're past three years I guess this is 3G yep. I don't know is, this four, is, is the 4G puppets right I think so I gotta get some I, I think next year 2021 yeah. puppet Elseworlds puppet Elseworlds I love it I'm in <laughs> Uh, thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next time. So long, everybody.